0: Hi, this is
1: Glenn Riker, and welcome to episode number five of Our Top Spots live podcast. We are broadcasting live from southeast Wisconsin along the shores of beautiful Lake Michigan, where today the forecast is a balmy 30 degrees, much better than the eight degrees below zero we had the other night. And I can guarantee you, if I drove over to Costco, which is about a mile from our house, I could find some guy walking in in a t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops like it's July 4th. But that's we, Wisconsinites, are a hearty bunch. Uh, the goal of our podcast is, is to share the fun and experiences we have while riding our, our bikes or trikes on what we refer to as destination bike trails. We like to see them at least 12 to 15 miles one way, preferably longer, preferably not real big hills. If you've rode ridden the trails of Sleeping Bear Dunes in Michigan, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Since the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people have finally realized that biking is a great way to practice social distancing from friends and family. Sometimes you just need a little getaway time, especially during lockdown. And it's a great way to get exercise, all while putting a smile on your face like the first time you rode a bike as a kid. We got that smile put on our faces the first time we rode a carbon fiber road bike, the first time we rode an electric assist bike. You get that smile, like, ah, this is cool. And we let friends ride our uh, specialized Como e-bikes, and it was like they were five years old again getting on the bike. That feeling of freedom in the wind blowing through your hair, well, those of us that are chronologically gifted or a little bit older, we still have that feeling of freedom, just a little less hair to blow in the wind. Just a quick recap for those of you new to this podcast. Our goal with these live interactive podcasts is to share our passion for riding bikes and specifically riding bikes on local and destination bike trails. And we want to do this through sharing our personal experiences and, more importantly, having guests on the podcast, which may be staff of local tourism boards, the owners of local bike shops, restaurants, or the unique local lodging that we like to stay in when we go places. Or anyone related to the bike industry, and simply enjoy riding on the bike trails. We personally choose to always ride on bike trails—that personal choice—and have for the last 20 or 30 years. With the exception of when we rode the Door County Century Ride a few years ago, up in Door County, Wisconsin, and we did that because there were 3,000 bike riders. I believe it's the Tuesday after Labor Day weekend, so there's virtually nobody on those roads. But shall I almost still got taken out by a 40-foot motor coach that was hugging the inside of a curb we went off on the gravel. So for us, it's more zen and relaxation if we don't have to worry about the person that's texting, uh, trying to get the latest updates on the Kardashian systems, I guess. So that's why we choose to ride bike trails. Now, the best part of this live platform is that you can call in and ask questions of myself. And I'll be honest, if I don't know the answer. Um, I probably don't know the answer to most of the questions you'll ask, but maybe one of our listeners does, or if we have a guest, you can call and ask them your question about their area of expertise, like our guest today. You can always access the podcast. If you missed the live broadcast, you can always find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, any of your favorite podcast platforms. And so that you don't have to take notes during this podcast, because there is no test, you don't need a number two pencil. You can simply go to our website at rtoughspots.com and click on the blog where after each podcast, we will post a blog with links to most of the things we talked about. Like the one for today, um, I scheduled that blog to to post at 11 a.m. So it's there right now. This podcast is in its infancy. We've had podcasts, uh, as I was talking to our guests before we went on the air back in 2005, 2006, when you can only listen on an iPod, if you're old enough to remember those. Um, and I think the renewed interest in biking and all the great trails uh, to enjoy, not only in Wisconsin, but Minnesota and Michigan, uh, throughout the country, we have a lot of territory to cover. Whenever to call in to be part of the podcast is 563-999-3020. That's 563-999-3020 you call that number, you're directed into a virtual holding room where you'll be able to listen to the podcast. And at this time, if someone calls you in, I simply will say, uh, I'd like to talk to the caller whose number ends and say 3467, that they are now on the line. As this podcast grows, we do have the ability of a screener uh, in the studio or remotely that can talk to the guests or the people that come in and have actual big time podcasts where they see what people want to talk about with all of that cleared up it's time to get started last spring we decided to switch from our specialized 3.0 upright e-bikes which we had modified a lot with some fatter tires great panniers uh, and we loved those upright e-bikes because they were a category three which we may get into in this podcast that may be time for another podcast category three You can go up to, I believe, 28 miles an hour to still pedal assist, where category two is uh, in the throttle only, and category one is pedal assist up to 20 miles an hour. We love those bikes, but we had thought about going to recumbent trikes for a while, and we thought it was time to do that. And obviously, this was at the height of COVID, although it seems COVID just seems to be like the thing that just won't go away. Inventory was very tight. Uh, from all the manufacturers. And we were doing our due diligence research online and we decided we would focus on trying to find a couple of CatTrike brand trikes. You'll hear us talk about that. There are a lot of great uh, recumbent trikes out there. We chose CatTrike. And we did that because um, we found a video online where, the, where I believe it was laid back bike report maybe did a video of a walk through their facility and it was amazing to see how lean and organized they run their facility in our business those of you that listen to this podcast before know that i have a degree in landscape architecture we design build and maintain large estate gardens and the first two books our mentor 30 some five years ago had us read were on lean management and if you look at cat they're the definition of lean management and we decided that we would like to get some of those. Couldn't find what we wanted locally. We have a couple of local bike shops here. One kind of has a shop that specializes in trikes, but we had heard, we were out on our local interurban bike trail, which of course it goes right past our driveway. We had heard from a couple of people. We stopped to ask uh, questions about the recumbents. And if you get a recumbent trike, be prepared to answer some questions. So we had asked this guy, these two guys, a couple of questions of their bikes, which they loved. And they had both purchased theirs at the hostel shop, which is in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, um, which is only about two hours from our home. And for us, I'm from the Midwest, my wife's from the East Coast. Two hours for us is nothing because when we used to drive from the East Coast back to the Midwest of Sea family, it was 13 hours. So two hours, three hours is not anything for us here in Wisconsin or in the Midwest. So we ended up buying a full suspension, Cat Trike DuMont with Bosch E-Assist for my wife. At the time, they didn't have a 559 in stock for me, and I really had my hearts on that. So we had to get that at another bike shop, um, sadly, because we were so thrilled with the service that we got at Hoskel Shop. We had to source that from a different bike shop. And that is where we met our guest today, when we went up to test ride a couple of trikes. Our guests today, we have two. We have Brianna Hey, that is the owner of Hustle Shop, and Jesse Bostic, who, she's got a long title, Sales and Customer Service, along with Handling Marketing and IT. So both of these women are very busy. I'd like to welcome both of you to the show. And we're going to start with uh, Brianna and oh i just turned this off for some reason here we go for some reason they had turned you doing, both Glenn? of your mic i'm doing good i apologize i looked up because i didn't hear anything and i somehow the studio put you both on mute and i didn't touch anything <laughs> <So> i apologize <laughs> okay, i apologize okay. for that but i'm going to um brianna's here her number is three okay so we're gonna mute Jesse's phone for just a minute here while we're talking. Um, Brianna, can you just share a little bit of the history and what the Hostel Shop is all about? Sure.
0: Um, So, the Hostel Shop has been in business um, in central Wisconsin since 1974. Um, The previous owners, Rolf and Barb, um, started it with be um, with cross-country skiing and biking as their primary um, activities. And um, over the years, Rolf um, started – he loved to ride, used to ride centuries all the time um, and was a very avid cyclist but was starting to experience some issues in his neck and back that made him – you know, made riding less enjoyable for him. So um, in the, um, I think, middle to late 80s, he – heard about um, recumbent bicycles and decided to bring some of those on uh, to the stock there. And over the years, it, it expanded more to the point where eventually Rolfenbarg even designed their own um, recumbent bike line called Volay. And um, they ended up cultivating one of the biggest recumbent dealers in the country. And over the span of time, recumbent bikes were increasing in popularity but then probably by the um i'd say early 2000s maybe a little bit before that um recumbent trikes came onto the scene and as we kind of transition through time the recumbent bikes while still there are still a lot of brands out there and definitely some users for them um we have noticed a large increase in the use of recumbent trikes um and so those are primarily what um, we stock sell um, from a variety of brands. I think we carry seven different brands of recumbent tracts right now. And um, so that's kind of the history of how we got into recumbents was just that it was out of necessity for Rolf. He wanted to keep riding and found that the body position um, of the recumbent allowed him doing what he loved. Um, in 2019, um, Spring of 2019, I purchased the business from them. They had done an awesome job cultivating it into an amazing business and handed it um, I want to say handed it over, but uh, I ended up purchasing it from them. And it's been a fun adventure ever since.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's always a, <laughs> an adventure in any small business. Um, and you mm-hmm. hit it right on the head. If you, For those of us that are riding recumbents or recumbent trikes, uh, people are aware that exactly like you said, two wheel recumbent recumbents were big for a while in fact a gentleman that used uh, own a large bicycle uh, stores down here by us he rode his bike his recumbent every day to work um, but for a lot of people that and we'll get into that more detail in a minute but uh, becoming trikes came out and it was a game changer for a lot of people now the hostel shop is located in stevens point correct yes yeah and it's easy access i mean for us it's four lane i think almost all the way up to you guys and we live down in grafton just north of milwaukee so easy access um and if you go up if someone's going up there for the day they can shop at your store there's a subway right up the street that we ate lunch at and is, yep. is, is 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 Grazzi's in Stevens Point the restaurant? Grazzi's Grazzi's? is in
0: Point. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we, a nice Italian we restaurant. Stopped,
1: yeah, we stopped there when we were on our way up to Manitouche Waters last year. And I have to say, I I love. I consider myself a connoisseur of fettuccine Alfredo. And they had a <laughs> fettuccine Alfredo that was probably the best I've ever had. Um, so those of you that want to go up to the hostel shop, there's you can go to Subway or you can go to Grazzi's. I would recommend Grazzi's.
0: <laughs> there's it, quite a few the, in between, too. There's quite a range I, of culinary options in between, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just great. So you can make a day of it because it is a trip for a lot of people. Um, the, mm-hmm. um, the One of the benefits of the hostel shop is that you're right on a bike trail, right?
0: yeah so a couple of things we have um on our physical property we have a test track that goes around so you can do kind of some smaller loops um for this is great for recumbent riders but also um great for parents with kids that are trying to get their kids to test ride you know a new bike um safely without having to worry about cars so that's kind of our smaller loop but then we do have pretty direct access to the green circle trail um right from our Um, and then we're located within, uh, developing industrial park and it's, um, about, there's about a one square mile loop as well, if you wanted, you know, maybe not to hit the full green circle trail, but want more than just the, um, you know, the little test track we have, a loop that you can do around our, um, kind of industrial block there and pretty minimal traffic there too. So, and it's got a pretty wide shoulder for riders there.
1: Yeah, it is. They are located in an easy access industrial park. You don't have to worry about parking. They're not in a city. Um, They have a big parking lot, and they are in an industrial park with easy access. Um, Great. Well, I appreciate you starting us off with the uh, history of the hospital shop. Um, I'm going to open up Jesse's mic here, and we will get into a little bit more about the recumbent trike. Jesse, are you there?
2: I am. Hi, Glenn.
1: Hi, how are you?
2: I am fine, thank you.
1: Good. Um, let's let's talk about um, some things people should either, reasons why people might want to buy a, tri- a recumbent trike and why, uh, what if they decide to go that route, what are some of the things they should look at? So let's talk about maybe some of the benefits of riding a recumbent trike versus a typical upright bike, if you could get us
2: started there. Sure. Um, a lot of people who are looking to get into recumbent trike riding are looking for more comfort. Um, they may have issues riding an upright bike. Their hands might go numb. They might have a, a problem sitting on a little narrow bike seat. So comfort is one of the biggest factors of you know people wanting to transition to a recumbent bike. It's also a lot safer if you have balance issues. uh, You don't have to worry about tipping over. Um, You can see the road ahead of you. You're not uh, leaning over a handlebar looking down at the road. You're looking up and getting a terrific view when you're riding a recumbent trike. Um, So in addition to uh, comfort and safety, it's also a lot of fun because you're able to uh, see everything ahead of you and ride without hurting um, and just go for miles.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I mean, there's so many reasons to ride a recumbent trek and we hit on some great ones. We, like I said, we transition from mountain bikes to hybrid to carbon fiber road to electric assist upright. And mm-hmm. um, I'm six foot four and my wife is five foot six. And when we had our two-wheel road bikes, we went through the custom fitting before we did the century ride. And it was funny because at the time we were mid fifties and at the end of the hundred mile ride, and we had trained for it, but then the, the hundred miles, we could have done another 20 because the fit was so nice. But we saw other mm-hmm. people in their twenties after 40 miles, they're going, ah, I can't ride anymore. My rear end hurts or my wrist hurt. And
2: yeah, they get sore. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then the recumbent, now there's, we won't get into all the details today because we would like to talk to the hostel shop, you know, every quarter or so on here, but there's so many different options for the type of handlebars you can have on a recumbent on. We happen to have cat trikes. So we're pretty much just have a wrist rest and our hands hold on to, for lack of a better description a five inch tall padded peg. And that's what you have for steering your bike. And it's when we ride our, when our, our recumbent trikes, uh, you know, as long as I'm not in traffic on the uh, path or, any, or on one of the paths, I have very little pressure of my hands actually on the handlebars. They're just sitting on the rest and they're lightly wrapped around the handles instead of all six foot four, 275 pounds of me leaning down on my wrist. And you don't realize how nice that is until you can just... Actually sit there and you, you have no pain on your wrist-
2: C- correct um, a lot of people um, who are experiencing discomfort on an upright bike when they make the transition they're just amazed at how comfortable the seat is you know you're sitting in a more ergonomic relaxed position it's uh, very natural it's like sitting in a chair and you know, there's no pressure on your butt. There's no pressure on your hands. Um, you just sit there, and you pedal, and you ride.
1: Right, exactly. It makes it so much easier. And um, on a two on a, all of our two-wheel bikes, well, uh, on our electric specialized bikes, we had what are made, called uh, Crank Brothers stamp pedals, which you're not clipped into. Um, but on our road bikes, we were clipped in. And on our recumbent, trikes were clipped in. Um But on a two-wheel bike, when you're clipped in, it's not a matter of if you're going to fall over because you can't clip out. It's when when
0: you're (laughs) going to
1: fall over. Uh, um, And Sean and I both did that a couple of times. Even a year or two after we had our uh, carbon fiber road bikes, even though you've had them for a couple of years, you might be at a weird angle. You can't get them out. In a recumbent, you know, you just kind of slow down and... Yep. and you can just unclip to get out to go into the restaurant or whatever you want to do.
2: Yeah, we um, we recommend uh, clipless pedals with uh, recumbents or some sort of heel retention um, for safety. It's it allows you to pedal more efficiently, and it also keeps your feet from falling off the pedals. And you know, you get a, a if you're clipped in with bike shoes, you don't like you said you when you come to a stop, you don't have to worry about falling over. You just simply right. Uh, stop and then start pedaling again, um, and you can stay clipped in. Um, so it's 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 a good safety benefit, and you pedal more efficiently.
1: Yeah, like Jesse said, it, it's just you know a lot easier, a lot less things to think about, I guess. So it's more relaxing. I can't tell you how many times when we're in Coldock Park, which is a great park in Port Washington, right on Lake Michigan, and they have probably a three hundred foot long eight foot wide concrete walkway that goes out to the end of the park. And one day within probably 150 feet, I had three separate people go, wow, wow, that looks comfortable as I slowly rode by them. Um, (laughs) because they're so used to people. And we were part of those people on two wheel bikes where you Mm -hmm. you may not look as comfortable. Um, and on on a recumbent, it is easier. And people, um, that have physical challenges, that maybe have had a stroke um, mm-hmm. or other ch- other challenges. The recumbent uh, offers a lot of opportunities, don't you think?
2: I would agree with you. Um, we've worked with a lot of people over the years who have had various physical challenges, um, whether they've had a stroke or MS or Parkinson's. And riding a recumbent trike still gives them the freedom to get out and enjoy some fresh air and ride. Um, We do a lot of adaptive cycling so we're able to um, fit maybe some of those physical challenges they have. We have special pedals uh, for people who have um, trouble with maybe their one leg kind of flopping to one side, we can put them in a special pedal that aligns their leg with the pedal so that they're able to pedal in a more natural motion. Um, If you have an arm or a hand that uh, you can't use, we can put all the controls on one side or the other of the trike um, so that you're able to control everything with one hand. Um, We have a grip glove that keeps your hand on the handlebar so your arm just doesn't fall off if you've had a stroke. So there are a lot of adaptations that we can make to make the trike safe and um, allow it to be easier to ride for people who might have a physical challenge or disability.
1: And that's what I think is one of the, I mean, there's so many things. Once you've, you know, ridden a recumbent trike, there's so many benefits, but I see that as a huge benefit. Different groups that I'm on on social media, they uh, Talking about the benefits for people that are having strokes, and there are programs out there. There's veterans programs, I believe, where they can okay. sometimes qualify for a recumbent trike um, because of the physical challenges they have, and it it just people that would be uh, locked in their house, not physically, but uh, ability wise, locked in their house, can now get out on a, a trike, and and in, in, it will change their world. Um, one of, exactly. that, one of the things that helps with that one things that helps with that is e-assist which uh, when it first came out when we got our specialized Comos, we had those probably four or five years ago whenever they came out and when we rode those on the bike trail people looked at us like we had four eyes riding those because with specialized commos the batteries are an integral part of the i believe you call it the down tube so you we don't even see it has a battery, but they could tell it was a battery because they're going five miles an hour up a hill and we're doing 12 miles an hour up a hill. Um, and there's a lot of kickback early on because they go, well, you're cheating. And I, my response now is, so do you still listen to eight tracks? Um, you know, <laughs> things change. And, <laughs> and it has especially changed since uh, COVID hit, but, on, uh, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure what the other brands you care but I know with Catrite, they have integrated, yep. well, integrated, right. you can change them out, but they do have the Bosch ECAT motor that can go on there. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, class one because it just assists up to 20 miles an hour. Um, Correct. But it's not cheating. How I look at eAssist, besides, I mean, those of of us that don't have any physical challenges, it either gets you riding more often and or longer, where when we had our upright bikes, she needed a knee replacement, which she got, but she got that because she realized she couldn't climb hills anymore, so it was hard for her. Not that she couldn't climb hills, she just couldn't me like she usually did. (laughs) Um, Right, right. um, That's when we made our first move to e-assist, and um, I believe all the other brands that you carry uh, also have e-assist options as well, correct?
2: Correct. Um, We sell a lot of um, different brands of trikes from HP Velotechnic, Ice, Haza, TerraTrike, Greenspeed, And uh, many of those brands offer their own integrated ESS model, whether it's from uh, Shimano, the Shimano Step system. Uh, They have a number of different styles of motors and batteries. Um, And then CatTrike and TerraTrike utilize the Bosch system, which also works very well. All of those are Class 1 systems that go up to 20 miles an hour. Um, and they're known as a mid drive it's uh, built right into the crank set. Um, you have a separate battery which you can charge on or off the trike. Um, and they work very well for people who uh, want a little extra boost. you know maybe you have uh, like to ride with family and friends and you have uh, like you said trouble going up the hills. It allows them to get up the hills more easily. It allows them to ride a little further you're still getting a workout. It's it's you but it's just boosting you a little bit so that you're able to enjoy the ride without having to to struggle or possibly walk up the hill. Um, then we also carry aftermarket e-assist kits. If you have um, a bike or a trike, we can adapt those to e-assist by adding either a rear hub motor or a mid-drive motor from electric bike outfitters. And these retrofit kits are great because uh, you know you're typically only spending about twenty uh, two hundred dollars to retrofit your bike instead of investing in a lot of money in a more expensive e bike or e trike. Um, so it's a great option if you love your bike and you want to, or your trike and want to keep using it. Get a retrofit kit and off you go.
1: All right, that's. The benefit, um, today we're talking to uh, Brianna and Jesse from the Hostel Shop in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And although they sell all bikes, mountain bikes, fast bikes, um, electric bikes, like specialized, um, they have a huge, well, getting more, a bigger inventory as COVID allows people to get back on track with production. Um, you walk in there and it's just like a kid in a candy store if you're looking for a recumbent trike. And I think it's important for anyone listening to this podcast that is considering purchasing a recumbent trike, that you go to a specialty store somewhere in your area. Um, cat trike on their website, they have lists of their different vendors that they have. But try to find someone that has at least two or three varieties of recumbents because it depends what you want to do, you know, what's going to fit you. Like my wife has a cat trike Dumont with full suspension. Um they weren't available when I wanted one and they didn't have a second one. So I bought a five, five, nine. And that's fine too. Cause I just let the air out of the tires and we ride on smooth bike trails. So it's not an issue, but it is important to talk to someone like Jesse and their staff at uh, the hostel shop because they know what they're talking about. Uh, and like I said, in future podcasts, we can talk about more of the stuff in detail, the different motors and uh, the roll, the roll off hubs, which, still piques my interest, um, which makes everything even easier. Um, but let's talk about I mean, the list of pros you could fill pages and pages. But let's talk about some of the cons that some people are more perceived cons than actual cons. Some of the people think that riding a recumbent trike, you're not as visible because you're lower. But in our case, it depends if you're doing road riding or trail riding. You know, when tra- I mean, we're riding trails all the time, yes, we do crossroads, so you have to worry about being visible there. But it's common sense that never, ever assume that because the people in the front of the row are stopped, that someone's not going to go up the bus lane or something and take you, take you out. So you do have to be sure that you do have to be sure that um, you know you are visible and. The easiest mm-hmm. way to make yourself a little more visible are probably your number one accessory you sell with trikes are flags.
2: Flags are an important part of of selling trikes. Um, you know, you if you attach a flag to a trike, they can be visible, uh, big, have bright material. They can have reflective material. Um, other ways to make yourself more visible when you're riding. And this is true on a regular bike, for, you know, too. Um, right. Wear brake clothing. Um, attach flashing headlights and taillights. Um, those can be used on daytime settings as well. Um, it just makes you, uh, enhances your visibility to motorists. <clears throat> if you still like to ride on your roads, um, maybe you want to commute to work, um, recumbents are also unique. So people uh, tend to slow down and look at you because it's different. You know, they they barely give regular cyclists a second glance because they know what that looks like. But when they see a recumbent, it's unique. So they do stop and tend to slow down and stare a little. So mm-hmm. you can do a lot of things to enhance your visibility Um and you know, I think the uniqueness factor also helps. So it it can be just as safe as riding an upright if you prepare with flags, lights, and bright clothing.
1: Right. Like I said, I think in terms of the common sense, some of the people that we are connected to on social media, they say that um, that when they ride on the road, you know, most of them just ride on the road in their neighborhood. Like people give them mm-hmm. more room than when they used to ride a two-wheel. Because a lot of times they think that it's it's different. But they also think it might be a physically challenged person, you know, in some type of a kind of adaptive vehicle. So they do tend to give them more room than on a conventional bike, where sometimes cars pass you, you can just reach out and touch their handles on the side of their doors. Right. Um, <laughs> so I I've never found that visibility. It's, I find that it makes me more aware because on our urban bike trail, we do have to ride through Port Washington for about four blocks. And I'm a, we usually ride early in the morning, so it's not that much mm-hmm. traffic. And if we do ride on those roads, it's usually on Sunday morning, which is less traffic. Um, but I find myself so aware. That's why we don't ride on roads because I don't enjoy it because <laughs> you're looking, is that door opening? Did that person see me? Um, but it's just common sense. just just have to be aware. And I guess um, the only other con that comes up with recumbent trikes is transportation, because uh, you can't simply throw them on a regular um, bike ride that you have, obviously, for a two-wheel bike. Now, um, I'm just familiar with cat trike and with cat trike bikes – um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, all their bikes do. I think they do, but are all their bikes foldable?
2: Um, not all cat trikes are foldable. Um, but we do carry other brands of trikes that fold. Um, the HP Velotechnic, ICE. Uh, Terran trike makes a traveler that folds. That's one of the lower entry price points of trikes that fold. Um, it's pretty amazing how small a trike can fold down and you can actually I've fit two ice trikes for example in the back of a Toyota Prius and those um can can fold down very very compactly. Um you know if you have like a typical SUV or um you know a pickup truck, you can fit easily fit two trikes folded in the back of a bigger SUV or a van or a pickup truck. Um, so that both riders can ride in comfort and still travel with their trikes. Um, other options include uh, car racks made specifically for trikes, or you can get an enclosed trailer or even an open trailer to haul your trikes if you don't have a folding trike.
1: Right. And we initially we weren't sure what we were going to do, but we know that our whole reason for getting these bikes like our upright bikes used stands have is to go ride what we refer to as destination bike trails and mm-hmm. so we opted to buy an enclosed trailer one because um we we're worried about weather if we're driving for four hours you never know what the forecast is they could say no rain but then you get a pouring rain and although all right. these bikes and the and the e-assist have are waiting for rain and waterproof sand type stuff. Um, we just thought it was safe for the transport. So even, even on our day trips, if we ride up to Green Bay and ride the bike trail for the day, um, everything is already in there because we have cabinets, so we can have our bike helmets, our GoPros, our drone, whatever in there. Um, and all we have to do is load the bikes in there, and 10 minutes later, we're down the road. So mm-hmm. we we personally don't close trailer and some people might say, well, see, that's a lot of money. But like I said, you know, some people put enclosed sunrooms on their house. Some people have motor boats or motor coaches. And for us, we, my father-in-law taught us a long time ago to only buy stuff that you use a lot and to rent everything else. So uh-huh. we, we use our, we ride our bikes a lot in season here in Wisconsin. So that investment in that trailer, which we know we could easily sell, um, we had no problem in buying an enclosed trailer. Um, and it was an investment, but we also have a significant investment in our recumbent trikes. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that, as with anything, there's a wide price range. There's entry level, and there's e-assist, and there's roll-off hubs, and there's everything else that you can add onto a bike. But can you just discuss this a ballpark with a non-e-assist Entry-level recumbent might run, and then maybe what a like an Ecat, five five nine or Dumont would cost for a budget when people are looking at recumbent trikes.
2: Well, entry-level trikes uh, start about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, prices have gone up a little because of supply chain issues with the pandemic, um, but you can still get into a trike for under two thousand. Um, typical mid range trikes I would say run between three to five thousand. Um with a cat trike you can get into electric assist uh for right in the five to six thousand dollar range. Um but there are also some more entry level E assist trikes right around uh four thousand and you know, you can go all the way up to <laughs> you know, for a fully loaded, you know, with all the bells and whistles, recumbent e-trike with accessories. (laughs) Right,
1: exactly. And that's, like I said, once again, you know, when people ask the cost of the trike, I tell them, you know, same thing. You can go from entry level to the Porsche of, you know, recumbent trikes and everything in between. And the great thing is, once again, I'm just familiar with cat trikes, is you can start off with a quote normal, non e assist uh, cat trike, right? but then you can mm-hmm. change out what's called the boom, and you can change out the crank and put an e assist on there for a couple of thousand mm-hmm. dollars without buying a whole new bike. Um, Correct. So you so you and, have and that ability. And you're
2: investing in fun too. So you're you're yeah. have, If you if this is something you enjoy doing, you're investing in your health. You're investing in having fun, spending time outdoors. You can enjoy riding solo and get some alone time, or you can ride with friends. It's investing in fun.
1: Yeah, and that's why we don't have an issue with investing in that, because we can do it every day. Like you said, my father-in-law years ago, we were going to buy some jet skis. We don't live on a lake, even though we're by Lake Michigan. He goes, you know, how often can you actually use those? Plus, we're landscape contractors, so that's our busy time of year. When we ran the numbers, uh-huh. he goes, for you, it's easier just to go rent them when you need them and go, here's your jet ski, take it back, I'm done. But with bikes, uh, you know, that's something you can do every day. So we, people have got their trikes, and now they want to, of course, accessorize their trikes. And like you mm-hmm. said, that can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So can you Mm -hmm. give us some ideas of what some of the more popular accessories are?
2: Um, Well, I would say there's usually, like, the basics. You know, um, when you start uh, getting into triking, um, typically we recommend a flag, a rearview mirror, uh, pedals to keep your feet on the trike, and we also suggest maybe a head or a flashing taillight uh, to enhance your visibility and a water bottle cage. Got to stay hydrated. Um, You know, if people are going to trike, you know, and go out for a day trip, uh, additional things like racks or bags, uh, locks, those are the kinds of things that, you know, can really enhance your riding because it allows you to... Maybe pack a lunch, or carry your cell phone and your keys and wallet, and ride to the coffee shop and socialize. Or, you know, if you want to do some touring and um, go out for a weekend trip and camp, you can, you know, load your bike down with a rear rack and panniers. Um, so all of these things are available, um, and you know, at different price points, so you can, you know, accessorize right. accordingly to your needs.
1: Right, and we were able to. We had some panniers on our upright bikes that we were able to, because of how they attach, just put on the racks that we had on our cat trikes. Um, mm-hmm. On our cat trikes, we added fenders. Not that we ever ride in the rain, we avoid rain, but you can add mm-hmm. fenders on the bikes. Um, on ours, we have an alarm system that was inexpensive. That we, I'm sure you guys sell them. Um, that movement activated. Now, saying that, when we take our recumbent trikes out, they very rarely, uh, not even rarely, they never are out of our sight if we're in a restaurant. Um, Mm -hmm. We tend to choose restaurants where they have outdoor dining in the summer, so Mm -hmm. we can pull our bikes right upside the railing or the fence or within view, Um, but we can't activate the alarm, which is like a garage door remote, and if somebody bumps the bike, it just does a soft beep. But if somebody attempted to move the bike, it is an ear-piercing sci- uh, sound. We have them mounted such that if the person is taking the bike, it would be hard for them to figure out how to disarm the, that. But, you know, for the most part, like I said, we're very careful with bikes, as we would be with any bike that we own. Um, uh-huh. it, that we, we do have the cable locks we put on there as well. The water bottle holders, are serve a dual purpose. I think we ordered from you because you guys have a, the Hustle Shop is a great online store, where if you live in Texas or California, you can order from them and get the parts that you need. But I believe we got a water bottle holder from you, a two-sided adjustomatic one from T Cycle, um, and on one side of it we have a water bottle, and on the other side I have a water bottle I've modified just with a pepper spray thing in it. So if a dog, yeah. and we never had that issue, but if a dog were to come after us, we'd carry these on our other bikes as well. that I can easily uh-huh. access the pepper spray um, in there. Um, and when we ride in more remote areas, we do carry bear spray. We haven't had to use it, um, but with a double That's good. <laughs> water... Yeah, with a double water bottle holder, um, we... You know, we do have the bear spray in there because when we used to live out in northeast Pennsylvania, um, we used to ride our mountain bikes up there in Jim Thorpe, which is a very popular mountain bike trail. And we would we see multiple bears there. And the same thing, they just kind of go, hey, look, don't bother me. I won't bother you. But you always wish you have that bear spray with you just in case. Um, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of options. And like you said, from as little or as much as you want, I have panniers that I can put on my rear rack if I want to carry our drone or stuff, or if we're just riding on a local bike trail, I may not use those because I just want to be a little bit lighter. Um, so there's a lot of different options. Um, oh yeah. Anything else that you want to add about recumbent trikes?
2: Well, I, I think that, you know, the, the most important thing is if you're going to get into uh, recumbent triking, you know you want to make sure you know if you if you can go and test ride some different ones um you know come and talk to us you know or or you know and then we can we can get you fitted properly we can make sure you know you're comfortable on the seat um we can make sure it's going to suit your riding needs you know whether you're riding uh you know recreationally or if you're going to commute we can get you outfitted in the right way um, for whatever activities you want to pursue.
1: And you also have a full service service department. So if people need to have bikes tuned, whether it's recumbent trikes or regular diamond frame or two wheel bikes, um, you have that opportunity, you have that skill there so people can get them tuned. Um, And uh, it's just a great shop. Like I said, we had nothing but great experience because we did drive the two hours up there to get our Cheryl's recumbent trike, but I've done multiple orders online. I got some pedal extenders, yeah. which simply We've had just made – people
2: make... come from as far as Texas and California to visit us.
1: <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> We're a destination
2: like, shop. They, come, they drive more than two to three hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and I can see that because if you walk into this shop, you will see – why they're destination bike shop. Um, now, I've got, I lost Brianna for a minute on here, so I think I might have her back in the waiting room on our studio here. But before we go uh, with you, Jesse, I want to thank you for being a guest. And we're going to start a new tradition here. I don't think these are in the notes that I sent you as possible topics. New tradition is to ask the guests, and this is especially critical to Midwest guests, is we're going to do a poll with all of our guests. To choose between your favorite custard flavor or cheese curds, which way would you go?
2: Oh, I would. I would probably go with the custard, chocolate.
1: <laughs> okay, so we've got is our very first vote in this poll. So you're going with custard. Um, yep. Next next week we have uh, Benny Anderson, who's the executive executive director of Visit Claire on our podcast. And when I was doing research on them. They actually have a cheese curd crawl like you would do a bar crawl. Um, oh my. So I'm excited to talk <laughs> Yes, so I'm excited to talk to you about the cheese curd crawl and, and see how that works. Looks um, like I, I lost Brianna again, um, so I don't know if I can get her back in here. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the activities that you guys are active in the community on?
2: Um, Well, we used to do an event called the Midwest Recumbent Rally, and then that kind of uh, went away after Brianna bought the business and then the pandemic hit. Um, We then paired up with the Boys and Girls Club here in central Wisconsin in Portage County, and the Boys and Girls Club would host a bike ride at the same time we would host our Midwest Recumbent Rally. And we would share the same routes. Um, But now we've paired up with them and we're hosting uh, the ride here at the Hostel Shop. It's now called the Pedal Point Rally. And we use this as a fundraiser to support the local Boys and Girls Club, uh, which helps uh, youth of all uh, ages, you know, they can be as young as six years old, or they can. Ha- they also have a teen club, um, and it ha- allows children to have a safe place to go after school. Uh, they provide uh, lunches during the summer and meals after school. Um, it's a great day place for kids to go. My my son went there when he was younger, and um, he loved it. You know, he they got to go on field trips and you know, do educational activities and games. And it's it's really, they're a fantastic organization. I can't say enough good things about them. And so this year we've got um, a virtual ride planned in June. It's the entire month of June. And this uh, ride will benefit the virtual ride. You ride from home. We're going to have prizes and things you can uh, share on social media you know, ride from wherever you're located in the U.S., and it will support this great cause. And then in July, we're going to have our in-person event on Friday and Saturday in July on the 15th and 16th, and people will be able to come to the store. We're going to have an ice cream ride on Friday. We're going to have a dinner on Friday night, a catered dinner, um, kind of a welcome and meet and greet, And then on Saturday, we'll have um, routes of various lengths on Saturday morning. Um, uh, There'll be food trucks to to enjoy and um, bikes to test ride, uh, fun and games for kids. Um, So it's kind of an event for all ages to, to benefit this great local cause, the Portage County Boys and Girls Club.
1: Okay, that's great. And we will be sure, we do have a calendar of events on our website that we'll be sure to add those to our calendar of events so people can uh, check in on that on ourtopspots.com. And um, I want to thank you for being our guest today. And I can tell you from personal experience that not only you, but the entire staff has been very very knowledgeable and helpful. And if you live within the lower 48 states, (laughs) then the trip to the hostel shop is well worth it, especially if you're looking to purchase a recumbent trite. So I'd like to thank uh, Jesse for being our guest today.
2: Thank you, Glenn. All right.
1: Thank you, Jesse. In upcoming podcasts, um, we're going to be talking about the great heart of Villas County, or I think they call it Vilas County Bike Trail. I always called it Villas, but I believe the correct pronunciation is Vilas County Bike Trail. The Bearskin Trail, which is just south of Manaca, with 15 plus wooden trestles uh, on the bike trail. The Her- Heritage Trail, which we rode in breathtaking Sweetfoot Bear Dunes National Lakeshore. Not sure if we could ride our recumbent trikes up those hills, though they got some very deep hills on that thing. And we are sure to go on the classic Eloy Sparta Trail. But you can access our Instagram account on, uh, on our website or just go, we're just at our top spots. And we will be posting stuff there. We do have videos on our YouTube channel. We've had over 6,600 views of my review of my CatRike 559. We don't put a lot of time into YouTube videos like other people do extreme editing. We shoot it on either our GoPros or our iPhone, use iMovie and put it up there. I personally don't have the hours and hours and hours it takes to do the editing. We have the skill set, just don't have the time. So we invite you to look at our YouTube videos we will be posting shorter videos on Instagram when we ride on the bike trail, when we interview people on the bike trail. So um, visit our website to uh, go to all those social platforms. As they say, please like and follow us. It helps our ratings, although YouTube is not an income generator for us. It's just a way to share our passion for all things biking. Um, Our next podcast is a week from today, Thursday, February 3rd at 10 a.m. And we will be talking to Benny Anderson, who is the Executive Director of Visit Eau Claire, which is a town in West Central Wisconsin that is brimming with bike trails, kayaking opportunities, along with great restaurants and lodging. It is also a college town, so they have great live music, great entertainment, and as I briefly mentioned, talking to Jesse, Did I mention that they have a cheese curd crawl? That's maybe a Wisconsin thing, obviously, but I consider myself a bit of a cheese curd aficionado. So when we go up there to ride this summer, I will be on the cheese curd crawl. Well, it looks like our time is up today. As always, thank you for being a part of this podcast, and we will see you out on the bike trail.